Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Week 15 matchup as the 4-8-1 Colts travel to Minnesota on Saturday to face the 10-3 NFC North-leading Vikings. Uh, this is going to be uh, probably another brutal one, but let's get into the specifics. All right. Obviously, the Colts are coming off of their bye week, uh, a very late one this year, and it came on the heels of a Cowboys game, a loss that, honestly, the Colts were competitive and, in fact, uh, in the driver's seat for a good bit of that game, or at least extremely competitive with the Cowboys until what was undoubtedly one of the biggest fourth quarter meltdowns um, we've seen in Colts history. And arguably, and that I've seen the NFL in the last uh, you know ten years, it was just a complete uh, botching on the offensive side, and just the 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 Cowboys just drubbing uh, the Colts in in that fourth quarter. It was, it was it was ugly, and there was a point in time where it really looked like the Colts were going to get that surprise win against the Cowboys, and it fell apart very quickly. The Vikings, likewise, are coming off a big loss to the Detroit Lions. The Lions are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Go figure that one out. Um, and they just got manhandled in that game by a, a Lions team that is really on the ascension right now. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the guys, key players that are out uh, or questionable for both teams. Uh, even coming off a of bye week, uh, it looks like the Colts will be missing uh, you know, two, two guys uh, as part of their game already going into Saturday. First of all, cornerback uh, Kenny Moore with an ankle uh, has already been ruled out, and wide receiver Mike Strawn with a concussion uh, has also been ruled out. Listed as doubtful is cornerback Brandon Faison with an illness. As for the Vikings, they have not ruled anyone out officially. They do have several guys that are listed as questionable, uh, including center Garrett Bradbury with a back injury, cornerback Cameron Dantzler with an illness, um, Daniil Hunter, that could be a big one uh, with a neck injury. Linebacker Patrick Jones III with illness and defensive lineman uh, Harrison Phillips with a back injury. All right, as for these two teams, uh, their rankings going into this game. On offense, the Colts, drum roll please, are 31st. That's right, they are not dead last. They are not dead last in offense. They are coming pretty close. Uh, I know that's surprising to some of you. Um, as far as that breakdown, they're 19th in passing uh, and 26th in rushing. So 31st overall, uh, just one of the, easy to say, one of the worst offenses in the league this year. 
The Vikings are ranked 10th overall. They're 10th in passing, but 27th in rushing. Again, I've mentioned this before. The offensive numbers don't necessarily resonate as much with me. I don't think the Colts have the 19th best passing offense. I think that would be very generous. Uh, and the Vikings, you know, with Dalvin Cook uh, having a good year, uh, we'll get into those numbers in a little bit. I'm a little surprised they're that low on the rushing list. Um, as for defense, the Colts uh, have dropped down. So they're sort of below the middle of the pack now. They're ranked 19th, although they're third in the NFL against the pass, uh, but 21st against the run. They're currently 15th in sacks, so right in the middle with uh, 32 on the year. 17th in pressure percentage at 22%, but they're fifth in hurry percentage at 9.1%. As for the Vikings, um, defensively, they are not the Vikings of old. Uh, They are ranked 24th. They are dead last against the pass uh, and 16th against the run. This is an interesting matchup. They'll be curious to see how this one plays out on Saturday. Uh, Overall, the Vikings are 17th in sacks with 30 on the year. 23rd in pressure percentage at 19.1% and 15th in hurry percentage at 7.7%. Let's talk about some of the key players for the Vikings. Uh, Let's start on their offense. Obviously, quarterback Kirk Cousins uh, has been at the front of this top 10 offense. Um, In his 13 starts, he's passing for 65.5% completion percentage, 3,358 yards, 20 touchdowns, just nine interceptions, For a 91.2 rating, he has been sacked, though, 33 times, uh, which is a little bit surprising, honestly. Um, Running back Dalvin Cook, 213 carries for 950 yards so far this season, a 4.5 average, so that's a healthy average, eight scoring touchdowns. Uh, Running back Alexander Madison, um, 50 carries, 173 yards, that's less than four per carry, uh, three touchdowns overall. The big, big name here, though, I think has to be in the conversation for best wide receiver in the league right now is Justin Jefferson. When I saw these numbers, I had to double check that the site I was looking at had not somehow screwed up and added in prior year numbers. No, this is legitimately his current stat line uh, for 2022. 99 receptions, 1,500 yards, a 15.2 average, and six touchdowns. 1,500 yards in 13 games. Uh, He's got four more to go. He could easily, we may be looking at a season where Jefferson eclipses 2,000 receiving yards. Obviously, the last time that was done was by Calvin Johnson. Um, wide receiver Adam Thielen, um, who was on the wrong side of the 30 at this point, still highly productive, 63 receptions, 645 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, and recently acquired tight end uh, TJ Hawkinson, 36 receptions, 302 yards, and one touchdown. On defense, three guys stand out for them. First at the top of the list is linebackers Darius Smith with nine and a half sacks, 36 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, and 20 QB hits. Uh, Daniil Hunter doesn't, you know, that's not much of a step down uh, from a pass rusher standpoint. Uh, Seven sacks on the year, 50 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, and 12 QB hits. Uh, And linebacker DJ Wanham, three and a half sacks and 29 tackles, five tackles for loss, and nine QB hits. As you can see, um, the Vikings on defense, they have the guys up front to get after the quarterback. The question really is what their secondary does. It's a secondary with a lot of aging players. 
Uh, and we'll talk about the Colts' offense and how that could potentially be a good matchup for them uh, in this game. This is going to be an interesting one to talk about. Uh, so we'll get into the Colts, the, their stats currently for the season, and talk about the matchups and how we think this game is going to play out. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're talking about the Vikings game coming up here on Saturday uh, as the Colts try to get back on a winning streak. Uh, <laughs> I think many of you, uh, if I've read the comments right at the site and online, are ready for the Colts to just lose out and have a chance at the top quarterback in this upcoming draft class. Don't worry. This is probably <laughs> going to be a, a tough game for them to win. All right. Let's talk about the Colts' key players in this game. First of all, Matt Ryan, 11 starts, 67.8 completion percentage, 2,875 yards, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, one-to-one ratio, painful. Um, an 84 rating overall, 35 sacks in 11 games. Uh, and that is, he's. let's be honest, uh, I think we all know the offensive line has been an issue. Um, Ryan has not helped that at all. He has uh, been nowhere near what anyone expected him to be this year. It was disappointing. Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor, 192 carries, 861 yards. I feel like this kind of snuck up with him having missed some games and look, you know, looking rusty in the first part of the season. Uh, he's still carrying it at a 4.5 average uh, per carry, and he's got four touchdowns. Good chance he finishes uh, the season with over 1,000 yards rushing. Um, running back Deion Jackson, 44 carries, just 136 yards and one touchdown, really, really uh, small 3.1 average per carry. Um, wide receiver Michael Pittman, uh, 76 receptions, 755 yards, a 9.9 average and two touchdowns. Alec Pierce, 32 receptions, 510 yards, uh, a much healthier 15.9 average uh, and two touchdowns. Uh, and Paris Campbell, 50 receptions, 497 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Pass rushers on this team, DeForest Buckner, five and a half sacks, six tackles for loss, 14 QB hits so far. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, eight and a half sacks, uh, leads the team, six tackles for loss, 14 QB hits. Uh, Quiddy Pay, who has been set back a good bit this year by injury, uh, five sacks, seven tackles for loss. I think he is definitely beginning to take that step forward. We've talked about that in the past. And arguably one of the most surprising names on this list has been Grover Stewart, who, again, I'm going to pound the table for him, has been just phenomenal this year. I think deserves a Pro Bowl nod. Uh, he has three sacks and eight tackles for loss. All right, let's talk about the specific matchup here for the Colts. Now, uh, the Colts' defense has been you know, underperforming as of late. I, I don't want to pan them too much because a big part of that is they're just not getting much help at all from the offense. The offense is not doing their job, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time criticizing the defense. Uh, I think they are doing as good as they can when you have one of the worst offenses in the league on the other side of the field. Um, that said, Kirk Cousins and this offense, they are – uh, they're potent. They can move the ball. They can score. Uh, Justin Jefferson is basically uncoverable at this point. Like I said, I think the strong argument could be made that he is um, one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook is having a, a decent season. I think Cousins is Cousins is who he is. He's he's a decent quarterback, sometimes good. Uh, you surround him with talent, and he can generally take advantage of it. Uh, and I think we're seeing that with Jefferson, with Thielen. You know, they added TJ Hawkinson in the, the surprising trade with the Lions. Um, this offensive line has got some good players on it. Uh, Cousins himself has been sacked a good bit. But overall, this is an offense that can move the ball and that can score. Now, 
Granted, they lost against the Lions last week, but I, I think the Lions are a better team than people are you know, giving them credit for. You, you can't just look at who the Lions have been. You have to look at the trends and, and you know, the past five, six weeks, there may not be a hotter team than the Lions in the NFC. Um, and as for the Colts' uh, defense and how it matches up here, uh, look, I, I love the corners we have. Um, Isaiah Rogers, I think, is uh, emerged as one of the best corners in the AFC, maybe one of the best in the league. He's just, he's so consistent. His level of play is uh, really top notch. And look, Gilmore, uh, I think, was a fantastic signing. He's been a great veteran. Uh, he has played really well. Rodney McLeod in the secondary, I think, has been a stabilizing force back there. Um, you know, we've seen a mix of guys, you know, between uh, Blackman and Thomas back there and uh, the other safety position. But this is a defense that's got a lot of talent, and I think they play well. Um, Bobby O'Karake and Franklin uh, with, you know, Shaq Leonard out have, I think, done a really good job in the middle of the field. Recent weeks have been, again, hit or miss because, and I put a lot of that on the offense and, and them sort of setting up this defense to constantly be on the field. Um, I think the interior pressure, especially with someone like Buckner, I think that is where the Vikings have a weakness. And I think if you can disrupt Kirk Cousins from the middle of the offensive line, that's where he makes his biggest mistakes um, in, in trying to force the ball. Now, can Gilmore uh, and Rodgers lock down Jefferson by themselves? Probably not. Just I don't know that three people right now can lock down Justin Jefferson. I expect him to get his yards. I think the Colts have to sell out to limit all the other options and try to force Cousins into making a mistake, uh, into a turnover or two. And that is your best hope of really limiting this Vikings offense. Now, if we flip the script, this Vikings defense is struggling right now. And it's interesting because they do have uh, Zadarius Smith. They've got Daniil Hunter. Um, Patrick Peterson, despite his age, has been playing pretty well. But that's sort of the story in their secondary. They've got, other than Bynum at, at free safety, they've got guys who are over 30. Um, and I think other teams are taking advantage of that. Can the Colts take advantage of it? Well, my big concern continues to be and will remain the offensive line uh, and whether or not they can protect Matt Ryan long enough to get him out of that mistake prone mode that he gets into when he's consistently pressured. And that's what we've seen all year is the mistakes begin to ratchet up dramatically when he is under constant duress. Can they do a better job against this pass rush? It is not the same as what they saw when they went against the Cowboys. This is a, you know, a pass rush that has been hit or miss at times this year. Um, I, I think with Kelly back in it at right tackle, uh, or pardon me, not uh, not Kelly, but uh, Smith back in at right tackle. That should help. He did a fantastic job against T.J. Watt several you know several weeks ago. Uh, it remains to be seen. This is to me the if the Colts are going to pull off a surprise win, it's going to have to be because the offense allowed for enough time for Pierce and Campbell and Pittman to get out into the open field. Um, I don't think that's going to consistently happen. I think we've seen this offensive line have some really good moments, but let's be honest, that fourth quarter collapse against the Cowboys was a lot of issues with the pass protection up front again um, and compiled by Matt Ryan sort of getting into that antsy mode when he's consistently pressured. It's, it's like a toxic mix of those two things. 
Um, so right now, uh, my guess is this pass rush for the Vikings is a little bit too much for the uh, the talent on this offensive line, or at least the way this offensive line is currently playing. Um, I do think the Colts can put some points on the board. Will they get over 20? I, <laughs> right now, I, I think the opportunity is there. They, they looked much better again against the Cowboys. So I want to carry a little bit of that uh, ignoring the fourth quarter. I want to carry a little bit of that first through third quarter energy into this game. I think the Colts will score um, at least 21 points in this game. But in total, I, I think the Vikings are just a much better team. Uh, and I think they're going to, you know, they're at home. I, I, I just don't see this this one being one that the Colts are going to steal. I think it'll be closer than people are anticipating. I think people are going to look at that Cowboys score and sort of ignore the fact that the Colts were competitive for a good part of that game. Um, I'm going to say the Vikings hold on and win this one 27-21, um, but the, the Colts put in a, a little bit better performance than what we've seen in the first half of the year. Little consolation as we look forward to the 2023 NFL Draft. That is where we are, folks. And uh, with that, if you have feedback, comments, questions, you can follow me on Twitter at NFLDW. And, of course, you can find our articles daily at StampedeBlue.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.